Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. Bugsy Cicerelli stumbles out of Samantha's bedroom. He is sheathed in sweat, spattered with greenish-black ichor and blood. In one hand, he holds a gore-drenched meat cleaver. In the other, a dripping pillowcase inside which something writhes with waning intensity. His mind feels like it is swathed in cotton, numb, distant, apart from his body. Just as well, he thinks coldly. Once the full realization of what he has done sinks in, he's quite sure his brain will just shut off like an overloaded breaker box. But, for now, he has a task. Swiftly, he descends the stairs and goes into the kitchen, puts the pillowcase into a plastic garbage bag where it won't make any more mess, carefully wraps the meat cleaver in a towel, then tosses that into the garbage bag too. The utility room just off the kitchen contains some gardening tools. He selects a spade before making his way out the back door and into the night. A hint of witching hour dew glistens on the grass in the light of the full moon. Bugsy's eyes adjust quickly and now he can see the flitting of bats along the treetops chasing the last batch of insects before autumn fully arrives. The darkness seems like an emerald obsidian lung breathing all around him, exhaling so quietly he can barely detect the susurration of air against his face in his ears. Grimly, he hoists the bag over his shoulder and strikes out to the place Roy told him about, the old well. He finds it easily, a small pile of rubble at the back end of the Blaine property not too far from the tree line. Somewhere under that broken rock is a dead thing. Something Dan and Roy killed. Neither had been too specific about what kind of creature it might have been, only that it was somehow unnatural, not of this world. But that wasn't the only thing down there. No, there was also a book. A forbidden book. Bugsy shivers, though not from the cool early morning chill. Books. That's what got Samantha, and now him, into this mess. He begins to dig a few feet away from the ruined well. The hole grows with each spadeful of dirt tossed aside until it is a good four feet deep. Bugsy picks up the garbage bag, the movement inside having ceased entirely now, and drops it into the makeshift grave. He covers it again hurriedly, anxious that it is removed from eyesight before something twitches within. Finally. The hole is nothing more than a bare patch of soil. He looks around, finds a large chunk of broken brick and places it on top. Not so much as a tombstone marker, but a kind of makeshift seal. A ward against... against... well, he isn't sure, but it feels right. Satisfied, he turns back to the house. At the second floor window, a shadow moves furtively. Christ, he grumbles. What now? Holding the shovel in front of him like a soldier's rifle, Bugsy trots back toward Blaine Manor, his heart already sinking in anticipation of the next fresh horror that might await him inside. On the back porch, he stops to listen. Nothing but his own heavy breathing and the ticking of the grandfather clock in the hall. Carefully, he advances through the kitchen and into the main hallway. Glances up the stairs, can detect neither movement nor sound. 
realizes he is gripping the spade too tightly but not caring. Suddenly, a slow creaking sound echoes throughout the house, emanating from further down the hall. He looks, eyes feeling as though they are coated in gravel, scraping against his eyelids, bulging in terror. The study door is opening of its own accord, slowly. Beyond, an impenetrable darkness yawns. It is empty, black, but somehow he can sense a diseased mirth hiding inside, staring back at him, unblinking, grinning. As if he had willed it into existence, a mocking voice calls out. You know the nice thing about hell, Mr. Cicerelli? Bugsy swallows hard, eyes riveted to the blackness. He barely registers the movement all around him now, the robed shapes closing in silently, reeking of wet dirt and mushrooms. The shovel slips from his grasp, clattering to the ground. He wants to yell out to warn Samantha upstairs, but his throat has closed up. The voice continues, buzzing like bees drowning in their own honey. In hell, there are no screen doors. But don't take my word for it. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. 